listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Thursday, the 22nd of July 2021. Later, the Australian share market hit a record high today. Remember a few days ago, there, were, there was a, bit of a few falls around the world because of these concerns about the spreading Delta variant of coronavirus, but we're at a record high. We'll find out why in a few moments. But first, I want to focus on BHP for the time being. Its shares hit a near record high today, up 3.1% to $51.45. It signed a deal to supply Tesla with nickel for its electric car vehicles. And it comes days after speculation it would exit oil. Now, a BHP spokesperson told me yesterday that they don't comment on speculation. All of this also on a day where the trade surplus hit a record high, and that's thanks in part to a record high level of exports for iron ore, $17.6 billion in June. So for more, I spoke earlier with Evan Lucas from InvestSmart. Even earlier this week, markets slumped on global growth concerns because of the spreading Delta variant of COVID. But now we're seeing two days of gains in a row. Why? Again, I'll probably say that before I answer that question is you never make a market out of a you know a day or even a week. So what happened at the start of the week, what's happened right now is, is probably more feeding into the, the overall sort of broader thing we've been seeing pretty much since March, which is that Vaccinations in the US have accelerated quite rapidly. They've now got 332 million people that have had a jab in their arm, not fully vaccinated, a jab in their arm. And that coincides with incredible growth in their employment numbers. You're seeing that in their non-farm payrolls, really, really high confidence, spending as well up. So it feeds into that. Um, Maybe the other way to look at it is that the Delta variant is obviously now becoming the majority of the, uh, the cases reported in the US. So maybe what had been started to be thought about at the end of last week, start of this week, was the US Federal Reserve could start bringing forward their programs, tightening their quantitative easing, raising rates in 2022 rather than 2023, could answer that question, that that may hold them off. But but in the main, I, I more look at it the broader scenario, which is that the growth story globally is really accelerating our concern around how COVID will be with us for the foreseeable future is dissipating and we're more confident in doing what we're doing. Markets are pricing that all in. And that's, that's how I look at it is that at the moment, policy settings are accommodative. We're excited by where things are getting, even though here in Australia, you know, 13 million of us are in lockdown. If we look to this time next year, we will be in a completely different scenario. Vaccines will be running around the world, which is a really exciting thing. And markets know that and are pricing that in. So given all of that, right, what do you think will drive the market and its performance in the near term? And and what does that mean for investment strategies? So in the near term, from my perspective, not a huge amount has changing. And, And even with lockdowns in Sydney, Victoria, South Australia, the RBA isn't moving rates. We know that they could even actually now move away from from tapering their quantitative easing program. If you look at the amount of volume of money that's flowing into to markets, it's, it's still holding at record highs. So in the interim, there is still certainly a drive towards that upside in, in markets and drive towards investment because, again, cash is giving you nothing as well. So there, there is another pull factor that may be argued as, as a negative, but I think it's a positive thing. And earnings season in the US looks very, very strong. We would expect earnings season in Australia because it is only to the 30th of the 6th this year, so the 30th of June, will be pretty strong. The outlook statements might have changed over the last couple of weeks, but in the main, 
Things still look relatively strong in the interim. My question, I think an extension of it is, what the end of 2022 looks like, what 2023 looks like. What we don't know is, you know, don't, is there other kicks in the tail to COVID that could therefore disrupt global growth, could therefore disrupt operations in the, you know, COVID safe world. We have seen that happening now. There could be other kicks in the future. That's unpriced and that may create some volatility. So there, the S&P ASX 200 reaching a record high today, closing up 1.1%, 7,386. As I mentioned, BHP, one of the better performers, up 3.1%. Here's more of my discussion with Evan Lucas, focusing on BHP. Evan, let's focus on commodities, BHP, the resources sector. Iron ore exports hit a record $17.6 billion in June. What does this mean for mining shareholders and the government, considering we saw mining stocks really drive the market higher today? They have, and they've been driving the market higher for probably about six months. So let's probably put that out there. BHP, Rio, record all-time highs. FMG has done the same thing. So the other question that's coming in that is the shareholders around dividends. We have seen special dividends come from Fortescue. We have seen similar special sort of dividends coming from Rio Tinto and BHP. Do you expect that in the interim? Probably, um, particularly from a, from a Fortescue Metals who realistically do one thing, which is that they pull iron ore out of the ground and, and sell it on. So that would be there. The other two are big miners. They are diversified. There would be an argument to start growing that you know, at 230 US dollars a ton for I9 or midway through last month, it's moderated to about 200 US dollars a ton. That won't stay there forever. There is already signs that the Chinese growth story in the post-COVID world is moderating and plateauing, and they could be looking for other things to, to look into. So those two may actually hold some of that money back from a shareholder point of view and actually look for growth. And that, I think, needs to be what you should be talking about. You Getting dividends from a mining company is incredibly rare and certainly something that I wouldn't be saying would be a consistent thing. It's not like a, a Woolworths or a West Farmers, which is a staple, which has a fairly continuous stream of income doing pretty much the same thing over and over, which is selling you groceries. Fortescue, a bit different again, but BHP and Rio, they, they need to expand. And, and it wouldn't surprise me if they slightly disappoint the market and not give you a special dividend as high as some are expecting because they start looking to the future. And I think that's the, the key takeaway. Your second part of your question around the government very quickly, we know how well the government bottom line has been recovering even pre-COVID because of iron ore sales. This is just another story of that again. There is no doubt the royalties collected are certainly helping our budget position and our recovery from COVID much better than other nations because exports are booming, but it won't hold forever. This is a very short-term story, and I'm talking two to three years. The government also needs to think about getting better with its tax base and the broadness of its tax base. Let's focus on BHP. It's also signed a, a nickel supply deal with Tesla, the electric car maker. How much of a big deal is this? Because BHP seems to say that demand for nickel in batteries will grow around 500% over the next decade. It's now, right this instant, not the biggest thing in the world. I know it's Tesla, and that will get a lot of talk but in terms of a company that generates 60 billion us dollars in rev that's not going to be a breaking of the bank in terms of what i mean why it's interesting is that getting back to my question around future proofing which is what mike henry is using in his terminology of bhp this week i also found it incredibly interesting that there was leaked talk that bhp could be actually discussing the selling out of its petroleum business so it's liquid it's liquid energy section don't forget Less than seven to eight years ago, 
they had a CEO they brought in in Andrew McKenzie, who was originally the head of the petroleum business, to drive that, being that next step. It just shows you how fast the whole COVID story has brought the climate change story forward, how much faster forward the use of fossil fuels, in particularly liquid energy, is going to end for a BHP to move away from that strategy towards nickel, copper, and other future metals that are going to be needed. So it's not a here and now story, but they are saying to you that obviously the nickel demand will go to 500%. If you take that into account, it's not going to completely offset, but it certainly starts to eat up the possibility that if they have to sell out their petroleum business, they are going to bring it in with a, with a product that they've got. The other thing that's very interesting about it is the actual process of mining nickel in Western Australia is one of the lowest carbon processes on the planet. And that's only going to get bigger. We also know BHP over the last two years has made sure that their copper mining in, in Chile is going to be done completely by solar energy with regards to the electricity required to generate it. So it shows climate change is changing even the biggest polluters to actually become better at what they do, but also look to the future about what that means for what they do. And so mining will still be here. We still need those products, a nickel, for example, lithium, another, for the future of energy because it's now moving towards batteries and the future of energy will also go down a hydrogen line. It could also go down a, a you know, it won't necessarily be a nuclear line in Australia, but that's certainly there. All of those mixes, a BHP has its finger on because it obviously pulls those products out of the ground and it's clearly thinking about a decade from now. And, and that's what the start of today's announcement really is. Evan Luke is there from Invest Smart. That is SBS on the money for this Thursday. Don't forget you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram and on TikTok at Business Ricardo and you can listen to this as a stream on various Apple uh, podcast platforms including Apple Podcasts, Spotify and the SBS radio app. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision. (laughs) 